Art of the Kickstart, Episode 71. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. If you're looking to get fulfillment for your next crowdfunding campaign, make sure you talk to eFulfillmentService.com, the company that Art of the Kickstart recommends for any crowdfunders out there. Guys, one of the questions that I've been getting a ton from listeners is how do I know if my Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to launch? It's ready to dominate. So you know what? I created a 23-step success guide based off the 80 inventor interviews that I've done. This will take you step-by-step through launching your Kickstarter campaign, making sure you have everything that you need to make it happen. Artofthekickstart.com slash checklist to get our 23-step guide to making sure you're ready to kill it on Kickstarter. Check it out, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today, I'm extremely excited to go through a rapid-fire interview before our inventor has to hop on the phone with his boss. We have Tom (laughs) Willis of Zahota on the line sharing the story of the modern camelback wine skins for everybody. Thank you for coming on today, Tom. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. So, Tom, I want to get into what we were talking about pre-interview, but before that, life quote, success quote. What do you got? Blow us away. Oh, boy. You know, I guess one of the things I've been thinking about lately, and I'm not sure exactly who said it, but it's always like asking, you know, what am I using my time to the most effective, like doing the most effective thing, right? So, like, constantly asking what can I do to have like a, a positive impact on my campaign. So that's kind of how I've been living for the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. You got to be living to like that full extreme. You're yeah. especially you're, you've got your job, you've got the business. Take us through right now. Take us through the story of Zahoda. It's always awesome to see where inventions come from. What's the game plan? Where did it happen? Yeah. So, you know, it's all kind of built up around this idea that we wanted to bring this ancient kind of wineskin design, which is generally, people call it a boda bag, into the 21st century. So that's using new materials, kind of fixing a lot of the problems that we saw with the original. You can't wash the reservoir. It's made out of leather. It's not exactly, you know, like a modern bag. So we just decided, hey, let's update the materials, add a few new features, and, you know, see what people think. And it's really one of these things where we saw a hole in the market and really just kind of went after it. And I think Um, that's such a great, sorry, I cut you off there. Now I feel like a total jerk. I think that's an awesome (laughs) way to build a business. No, 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 you're you're good. You're good. Keep going. Looking at what people have used in the past is a great way. I was talking to Kendall Liedel before on the program as well earlier today. There's so many campaigns out there that are past products. How do you find inspiration from the past? What's worth bringing back? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. You know, it's I think it's just something that we really kind of thought photo bags were cool. You know, they're fun to carry around and bring to like I brought it to a, a concert one time. And, you know, you could just like I had wine in it, I think. And so I was just like, this thing is the coolest thing, you know, to just carry around. But there were a ton of problems with it. So I don't know if it's just kind of the idea that you have a product that you really kind of enjoy and you look at it and you're like, wow, this could be a lot better. That's kind of how I did it. I There are dozens of products out there that are like that. But identifying them systematically, I think I don't know how to do it. But um, 
for this specific case, it's just something that we really liked. And we're like, hey, this is easy. Let's bring it to the modern time. So, Tom, devil's advocate, how do you actually validate a product like that? That's a good question. So we have actually been using Kickstarter as kind of our like, hey, do people have interest in this product or not? We did carry it around. We brought it to Coachella, which is like a big outdoor music festival, and people loved it. And so that was kind of a target market. I've taken it out on a number of like camping trips because we think like day hikers would really like this. And I, I ran a marathon with it or a half marathon, I should say. So we weren't super methodical about, I guess, proving that out. But Kickstarter was kind of what we viewed as our proof of concept. You know, are people actually going to be interested in this? It is absolutely brilliant. Crowdfunding as your market validation. Lean Startup 101. Right. Exactly. So- What I want to know from you, we were talking about this a little bit before the program, and you have a little bit of inventor syndrome. You create the product, you put it on Kickstarter. Okay, what next? Shoot, I didn't do any marketing. Take us through some of the mistakes that you made pre-campaign, what you do differently, and what you guys are doing now. Yeah, that's an awesome, I like the way you put that, inventor syndrome. It's so easy to focus on the product and making sure the product is is as good as it can be. And we've engaged a couple of design teams. My co-founder, Brent James, is a designer. He works for really well-known companies and design shoes. So he can kind of speak that language and he has good contacts in the industry. So we've really focused on that, right? Like it's all been on the product, getting manufacturing, things like that. But what we, you know, didn't pay enough attention to probably was how are we going to market this? What's our target market? Let's get some good product photos and put them on there. Let's really kind of be thoughtful about our reward tiers and things like that. And then also, um, I think reaching out to different bloggers and folks like that before your campaign launches is a good strategy because you don't kind of have that, like we were talking before the call, a little bit of like playing catch up while your campaign's actually going. I think what we should have done is engaged like a marketing team outside of like just my partner and I, you know, to get good product pictures, to craft our message, help us choose the target market a little more precisely. I think that would have been really helpful. And so, yeah. So right now to kind of reach our goal, we're really focusing on spreading the word as far and wide as we can, getting different groups. It's kind of interesting. There are a lot of groups out there like backerclub.co that have like groups of Kickstarter users who you can reach out to. And there's just a lot of ways of getting the word out there, but whether or not they're driving traffic is another question. Yeah, that's the challenge. There's always, it's either traffic or conversions. One of the two. Is your product awesome? Is your video awesome? Are you getting backers or do you have the marketing to get people there? And right now you're working on the marketing. That's what a lot of campaigns fall short on. At the same time, though, you've learned a ton. You've got a really cool product. And I have to say, your video is very well done. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. You guys had the personality. I think <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be huge for you guys. This campaign's funding. But what I want to ask you about now is, what are some of the challenges of creating a product, bringing it to market? You're an inventor. Your business partner's a designer. Take us through the headaches, the hassles. Yeah. So we've been working on this for about two years. And we've learned just a ton. One of the things I did early on, and it was sort of like a weird coincidence, is that there was a class on Skillshare taught by this person, Liz Long, 
who had who was an entrepreneur and had actually developed her own kind of like eco-friendly reusable bag. And so she had this Skillshare class where she kind of walked folks through like actual product development. And so that was super helpful. She really was like an advocate for like, you know, like find a prototype maker as soon as possible, find a design team who can really help bring your idea to life. And so we had our initial prototype. My mom actually sewed like the first four or five prototypes and it just took her like four or five hours a piece. So she had spent like over 20 hours sewing these bags and she's like, oh man, you know, we, we got to get this outsourced. So we eventually found a team just by Googling bag prototype makers that worked out really well for us. And so once we got a prototype maker and actually spent, you know, a couple hundred dollars on the first couple of prototypes, then we were, we were kind of rolling. So that was cool. And then, like I said, my partner Brent's a designer, so he could really talk to them and he knew kind of what they meant when they were saying 400 denier nylon versus whatever else they had. So that was kind of cool. I mean, like one of the big pieces of this process has been that Brent and I, I think, really kind of complement each other. So like I kind of came to him with the idea and then he really helped us kind of get it to a more finished polish version. Go deeper into that because that is always huge. Co-founders. How do you find an amazing one? Dude, I got lucky. <laughs> Brent and I had been friends for a couple years by that point. And so we knew each other. We trusted each other. And I also knew that he worked as a designer. So I was like, you know, this is going to be perfect. At the time, all I knew was that we got along really well as friends outside of any type of work. And then that he was like a design genius. So <laughs> I was like, well, you know, that's a pretty good combination right there. And, and so far, it's been amazing. That is absolutely amazing. But there's such horror stories. One of the one of the guests of the podcast, we're not going to name names, but their company raised over a quarter of a million. And now he's in a legal battle with his best friends over all of that. Guys, make sure make sure you're being careful when you're putting this together. But right. I, I love what you guys are doing. Where are you going next? Kickstarter, if it pans out, if it doesn't pan out, what happens next for you guys? Yeah. So those, I mean, I guess those are the two options, right? So if it does pan out, you know, we'll continue with our manufacturing plan. We've really got that, I think, pretty, pretty well nailed down in terms of our manufacturers and things like that. So I feel good with that. If we meet our goal, if we don't meet our goal, then I think what we'll do is we'll just refine our message a little bit. And like I said, work with maybe a marketing company to help really get that marketing message really solid. And then maybe we'll try and launch it again in the summer months. Because I think that's the other thing, like seasonality, right? This is really kind of like a summer product. And I think that it kind of being winter is maybe working against us a little bit. Oh, most definitely. This is this is a summer product. You want to get that later. Yeah, totally. Even though I've got like some images of my friends skiing with it on. I mean, it's really like throw it over your shoulder and, and go outside. And, you know, that's obviously more something you'll do in the summer. So, so yeah, those are our two options. Either way, like you said, it's like kind of the lean startup model. We haven't spent a ton of money on the project so far. I mean, like I'm putting air quotes around ton, I guess, because it wasn't like cheap, but you know, it's not like we had to mortgage the house to get to get where we are today. 
yeah, you're still bootstrapped. I would say definitely you guys can go places with this product. You focus on your messaging a little more. I'd love your headline to be Zahoda, kiss your camelback goodbye or some yeah. something. You need you need a punchier headline. That's that's one of my thoughts. But I want yeah. I want to jump now into the launch round. How's that sound, Tom? Yeah, sure. Guys, before we jump into the launch round, we're going to take a quick time out to tell you about today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com. Honestly, this is a great company to work with if you're crowdfunding or building an e-commerce company and you don't want to worry about fulfillment, shipping your products and rewards out to backers. That's one of the hardest things that Kickstarter campaigns have is getting those rewards out to backers on time. From manufacturing to shipping them out, it's a huge headache. Deal with eFulfillmentService.com, artofthekickstart.com, slash EFS to get the best deals ever. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. Okay, so Tom, my first question for you. This is Art of the Kickstart. What crowdfunding campaigns have absolutely motivated you? What have you loved? Oh, man, there's been a lot. I think Oliver's, the like athletic short, campaign that happened a couple years ago has been great. We've, you know, kind of looked to their project as sort of a inspiration. Three over seven wool runners was an awesome one. They did a great job with like, I really think their marketing message was super tight. And they, I think reached 100,000 and within a couple days, and they shut their campaign super early. So that was cool to get on board with that one early. And then, you know, one, one thing that I thought was really cool was that the coolest cooler project oh yeah absolutely yeah that was cool and i really like that one because like we were talking about you know if it doesn't work how are we going to reposition it and relaunch it and that's something that they did very successfully right like so i think they had one they might have even had two kickstarter launches before that the latest you know super successful one so they i think had an original one that didn't work and then they, you know, tweaked their product a little bit, definitely improved their marketing message and just blew it out of the water. And seasonality played into that one, too, I think. So there's a lot of things I learned from that one. And then also, what is it? The Bomber Barrel and the team behind that one has put out a lot of cool products. So, yeah, um, bom- Bomber Barrel's killing it. I just did a case study on on their new bomber bag. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. So just learning from from folks like that, I think, has been awesome. That is amazing for people to hear. We're actually having Ryan Grepper on the podcast pretty soon, hopefully. We just got in contact via email. But yeah, his campaign okay. actually failed. But by failing, make sure you keep the backers, everyone that's already excited, and you can come back with a stronger launch. True. Yep. Next, next question for you, Tom. You seem like an outdoorsy kind of guy. What do you like to do? What are some of your hobbies outside of working 24-7? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I like going outdoors, you know, running. It's getting winter now, so I like skiing. I live in South Dakota, so it's a little more difficult to go skiing, but whenever I can, I, I like to go out to the mountains. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm really into this Kickstarter thing. I think it's, you know, been a really awesome project to work on. Learned a ton. I've got a dog that is great, and we go on runs together and uh <laughs> Things like that. I mean, you know, and I've got a, my wife is awesome. So, oh yeah, the wife. We got to mention her as well. She's, oh yeah, she's, she's a been, slightly supportive and important part of the picture. Crucial. 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 Absolutely. Make sure you've <laughs> got your spouse's approval, guys, if you're going to launch a Kickstarter. That's what I've heard. 
Yeah. Last question of the launch round, Tom. Business books, life books. What's been influential on you that you'd want to share with listeners? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Man, I wish I had my Kindle open right now. I could kind of look through some of these books that I've read recently. There's a book that Lori Grenier had. I don't know if it's called like Sell It or something, but she's the person on Shark Tank who is kind of like the product person and she sells a bunch of her products on QVC. And so reading through that was really, you know, it's a good book for, I think, for product developers or inventors or whatever. And she really kind of goes through step by step her process of how to do it. And she gives a ton of advice. She even talks about a group she was working with had a Kickstarter campaign. So Kickstarter is even mentioned in there. And yeah, there's just a ton of good advice about product development and what you have to do to be successful in that area. So I'd highly recommend that one. Absolutely. Learn from people that have done it. That's why we're getting you on here. So other people can learn. (laughs) You can learn from other guests. That's just how it works. It's the circle of crowdfunding life. There you go. Let's go back to you guys. What didn't I ask you that I probably should have? We got to wrap the interview up pretty soon because you got a phone call. Yeah. What didn't you ask? I mean, you asked, I mean, I think we covered most of it. You know, I think that one thing I'd say, make sure that you kind of build up a strong team. And we just, we talked about this a little bit, but make sure you don't neglect, you know, like kind of your marketing message. And then also, I mean, there's, there's so many things that go into a successful Kickstarter campaign. I would say just talk to people about it, ask questions and meet up with local folks in your community and just be like, Hey, this is what I'm working on. Do you have any advice? And I've started doing that. And it's, I've learned a ton just from people in the last couple of weeks. So I would recommend doing that and just spreading the word in your community. You'll be surprised about how positive a reaction you can get from folks that you might not even know. There have been a couple of people in my town who've been emailing me and just, I didn't really know them before, but they've been super supportive and helpful. So just kind of talk to people, I would say. I'm really glad you bring that up because people think of Kickstarter, they think of e-commerce, it's the internet movement, but at the same time, get local guys. There's so much you can do. You said you got featured in your local newspaper. Go to the mall, showcase your product. All these things are those little viral viral indicators that you can get your Kickstarter going with. Yeah, you can learn a lot from those first couple interactions. So yeah, you learn, you learn so much, you get exposure. It's it's everything. Make sure you're doing it online and off. Thank you for yeah. coming on today, Tom. You've shared a really cool story that I'm pretty freaking sure people are going to learn from. I can't <laughs> wait to see where you guys are going. you got 16 days. You can yeah. do this. That's less yeah. than a 1,000 a day. You're doing it. There you go. There we're, you go. We're calling it here first. Thank you so much All for right. coming on, Tom. I want you to give a, a pitch. Where can people find you? Why should they come yeah. check out your product? Yeah, go check us out. Zahota on Kickstarter. It's Z-A-H-O-T-A. And yeah, just check it out. Watch the movie. Let me know if you have any thoughts or suggestions on it. I'd love to hear from from the audience. Yeah, guys, if you're an outdoorsy person, if you like the past and you like to explore, there's probably not a better solution out there. Check them out. Thanks there for coming go. on, Tom. You've been awesome. Thanks, Matt. Hey, guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you liked the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would 
love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.